All right, Mason. I actually need a, your assistance this week setting up this parody song. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay. You are Little audience participation. <laughs> okay, not that much. Don't talk that much. Uh, <laughs> I I have been told by you many times, mm-hmm. and probably even on this podcast, that the best public restroom is in Chicago. Is that true? <laughs> okay. 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 What's what's happening right now? <laughs> Quick, no, I'm serious. Quickly explain what you believe to be the best public restroom. Okay. I need to I need to modify this somewhat, but for a while I said the best public restroom in the city of Chicago was the Southport Jewel. Uh Southport Jewel had this best one. Uh and that was because it was the most convenient one on my way home from school. You don't uh, need to modify not... it any further, actually. You can just okay. actually leave it at that, actually. How about that? Okay. Okay, <laughs> fine. But <laughs> and that so, works. And that's fine. Yes. And that's good. So so <laughs> So, <laughs> so, can I do the parody song now that we've established that that's the truth? Yeah, okay, sure. All right. <laughs> this one goes out to my friend Mason. You're not going to like it. <laughs> I, I don't already. Her name is Jewel. And she makes my penis swell when I think of pissing and shitting in that stall and oh how it rocks. It's close to my stop, but she doesn't know who I am. And she doesn't give a crud about me, cause I'm just a farting asshole, baby. Not even I needed your help, Mason, to set this one up this week. Appropriate context. Yeah, and we do have a lot more to go, so get ready. Her boyfriend's a dick. An actual penis with a shaft and some balls. And he's gonna wreck my halls if I use the stall. Or go in there at all. And she doesn't know who I am. And she doesn't a crud about me cause I'm just a farting asshole baby not even No, she doesn't know where I'm shitting. Oh, yeah. Farting. No, she doesn't know where I'm shitting. Man, I gotta go. Been holding this shit all day, but lo and behold. Her lids flapping up at me and this must be fake. My ass starts to quake. 
How does she know I gotta go? And how does she know my ass is about to? I've got two tickets to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. You will shit in me and I will get really full. I'm just a fart receptacle for you. Mason, it's true. See why I need your help. I do. Um, I don't know how I feel about the Southport Jewel bathroom <laughs> being uh, immortalized through the parody arts, uh, the parody arts, but it's happened and now it is forever, forever enshrined. Um, I wanted to put those caveats in front of it because your your trip to Chicago last year, Noah, really did open my eyes to the. I suppose, uh, well, inner beauty of the Southport Jewel Osco, let's say, because you were kind of disappointed, dude. It's when you went so, to that hall. It's so mid. It's so unbelievably mid, my man. But what matters is its convenience. <laughs> that's not. That's not what makes something the best. <laughs> to me, that is. That's because there's a Seven Eleven walking distance from my house doesn't mean I go to it because there's like some weird fucking guys who hang out in front of it so I drive to the next closest one that's what makes it the best is that I can go in and feel good that's what it matters what, what makes you think that I don't go in and fe- I wouldn't go in and feel good in that Jewel Osco you have I'm no idea what Jewel Osco means to a boy from the, the Chicago general it's area just not, it's just because something's convenient doesn't make it the best like, that's literally what it comes down to. And that's what it felt like you were saying. You piped it up so much. You were like, this is the best public restroom. This is going to be so good. And I'm like, okay, if it's really that good, let's go in there. And it's fucking normal. It is so <laughs> normal, Mason. It's not the best. God damn. <laughs> to me, it's beautiful. <laughs> that's fine, and that's great. Honestly, that is that is great, actually. That's kind of heartwarming. <laughs> Oh, welcome back to It's On The List. This is a podcast about underrated albums, movies, and a whole lot more. A whole lot more today. A whole lot more. more. I am the farting baby, Noah Marger. With me, as always, is the farting dog, Mason McGuire. Mason, give me the beat, boy, and free my soul. What's going on, Jelly Roll? That's what I'm going to say to you every week now. Uh, Good news, audience. I am feeling... Uh, more normal this week than I was last week. Yeah, you actually were fucked up big time last week. And yeah, but uh, I took out the evil red light from my from my bedroom. Uh, I have just nice bright regular light in my room now. I don't. 
I, I don't know if I said it on the episode, but I don't have my bedroom go, opens to a brick wall, and it's a uh, west facing brick wall too. So I get like no natural sunlight. It's very dark in here as it is. I should not have had the evil red light making me feel like a goddamn Komodo dragon. <laughs> it's my only light source in that room, making me feel like I'm was on the goddamn surface of Mars. But how are you doing this week, No, <laughs> I'm doing good. I don't even want to touch that, to be honest with you, with a 10-foot pole. I just, I'm just glad you're feeling normal again, because you've really freaked me out <laughs> the last two weeks on this show. Maybe the, fir- maybe the second that. week ago wasn't had anything to do with the red light. You were just freaking me out in general, so <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. But I think, we should just, I think we should just get our fucking guest in today, Mason. I think that's Let's what we need do to do. Let's do it. Yes. Let's get him in here. <sighs> Whew, that's me getting ready to have the guest in. <laughs> Our guest today is a filmmaker, comedian, and illustrator who is making us laugh on the page, on the screen, and on the stage. Please welcome back to the show, making their triumphant return after, I was going to say many years, but after a year <laughs> and some change, please welcome back Kel Kripe. Hello. Yo, yo, yo. All right, first question right off the bat, Kel. Let's let's not let's kick the kid gloves fucking off. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Actually, can what? you go faster, please? Oh, okay. Let's go. Oh, we're talking about the album. Oh, that's me speeding through this stupid ass show. Um, which would actually be great for me. Uh, <laughs> that would actually be really great for me. Um, what's what's the best public restroom? Oh. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. to to spare you from me like sitting here thinking for a long time. <laughs> yes. It's much to consider. At my work right now, uh the sink's broken in one of the bathrooms so we had it closed for a while. Yeah. So I would go in there and no one else would go in there wow. and it was so fine. So it's like I think it's like when you know something about a bathroom. It's you know, like that TikTok yeah. sound that I know something you don't. You don't. That one. <laughs> That's me at work being like, I know that the sink just kind of clogs, but <laughs> the rest of the bathroom works. Well, that was going to be my follow-up question is if the sink's broken and you're going in there anyway, how are you getting that hand washing done or are we about oh, no, to no. out you? No, see, no, 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 no. Okay. The problem is when too many people use the sink. Okay, So gotcha. one, oh. like me, every now and then is so fine. So fine. <laughs> so normal. So normal. And I, you know, I'm honestly, I, I'm going to say I found, I found Mason's convenience with the, with the restroom and be a beautiful thing. I, I'm, I'm a bit torn in the idea of, does that make it the best? But also, of course, of course it doesn't make it the best. It can be a special place though. But it can be a good best? place. To, I don't what, know what the best you know what you is. You do after leaving that bathroom too. Get <laughs> your grocery you shopping done. <laughs> yes. See, I honestly like, and honestly, what is best if not? A subjective experience. That's so I true. Just don't think, exactly. I don't think anyone could have a definitive best on anything, Noah. Well, Mark I'm going to actually... That's Okay, fine. <laughs> who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But anyway, actually, it does matter a lot, and I'm pissed about it. But, <laughs> yeah, it um, seems like it really matters to you. It matters a lot. It matters to me a lot. But here's what I'm going to do to be able to parlay, parlay this in. Since you have been on the show last, mm-hmm. Kelly... Mm-hmm. We have both been to Chicago, and we have both seen yes. Mason, Mason in person. Yeah. <laughs> I think Cal actually saw me more recently in person than Noah did as it happens. That's yeah. actually true. Take that. Yeah. Not. How, how did, first of all, A, 
why were you in Chicago? I know it wasn't to hang out with Mason specifically. It, in a way, it was. No, I. I um I was staying with uh some friends for like uh a nice long little stay in Chicago, and then um Mason, I can't remember who contacted who, but I was like, this is so brilliant because now we'll get to like actually meet in person. And then we went out mm-hmm. and got uh like it was like vegan chicken, right? And yeah, a biscuit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sleeping Village had a uh, like a vegan uh, food pop up, and it was like vegan chicken sandwiches or something. And they were really, really good. Uh, yeah, it was, like was tof- nuts. I yeah. I was I was thinking I was like I wonder if we'll talk about it on the podcast. So then I was like trying to remember the details of like where we mm-hmm. ate and where we were, and I was like, God, that food was <laughs> so good. It was <laughs> like it was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I it think was a nice time out, too. They ran out of biscuits or something, huh? What the fuck? I don't remember that. I don't I'm remember a, that. What the hell? We can probably move back. We're about to have like a memento thing. situation where we got to go back and <laughs> reconstruct if there were biscuits or not. Jesus Christ. I just remember something happening there. But I think we, I think, I think the beauty in that little tidbit is I think we like shared a biscuit instead of. That might have been it. Yeah. Instead yeah, of both yeah. of us having a biscuit. And I was I, like, that's I great. Can, <laughs> that was also, we got into some like real deep conversation that night too. There was a lot yeah. happening. <laughs> it was a lot. It, it was, was really like, nice you know, though. Like, it was really nice. Yeah, it was like a um it was like a live podcast, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel that like when, when you hanging meet out with someone Mason, in real life, it's hang, like, whoa, this yeah. is like a podcast. <laughs> hang, hang, well, I also I also felt like hanging out with Mason in real life was a real life podcast <laughs> because it's me constantly trying to get him to get on the same page as me. For a while. <laughs> um, but it's crazy that you say you guys shared a biscuit. I have known Mason significantly longer than you and done so many more episodes of podcasts than you. And we have never once shared a biscuit in my whole life. So oh, in a way, what if I was? Ju- what if I just reached into my desk and was like achievement unlocked, and I had like a little thing in my hand because of that? <laughs> that'd be that'd be awesome. That would be fucking awesome. Oh, that man. would be so awesome. I'm sad that that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed. We should. I should really we should, fucking. We should take that a out. break. Come back yeah. in like 15. Okay. Oh, we can kind of <laughs> leave can... the podcast running and yeah. don't edit it out. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like the first time Mason and I ever met in a way. Uh, <laughs> which, which actually, that actually is true. We met the first time. We recorded 15 minutes. I left his apartment for three hours. Came back and we recorded for another 45 minutes, which is cool. That's, that's awesome. cool, right, Mason? That's cool. It is cool. I love that. Yeah, that's. I love that part of our origin, which is that I was coming back from a trip and did not could not find three hours to spare to watch Stalker until I landed. Yeah, I love that <laughs> part already, of the story too. Yeah, first time we ever laid eyes on each other. I welcomed you into my home. We recorded our little bit, and then I said, "Get the fuck out!" <laughs> and yeah. then you came back three hours lit- later. Well, it was crazy because you were like, "I have to watch the movie now," and I was like, "Oh." Okay, so then I left, and then I came back, and then we um, the minute we finished recording, Mason was like, well, it was great to have you over, I have to go. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool, I can't believe I have to do this four more times contractually <laughs> obligatedly, and then every other time about that's going to be my own free will and choice. And I haven't regretted it since. It's been awesome. <laughs> it's been really cool. Love stories <laughs> like that. What else yeah. have you been up to? Yeah, I love stories like that where someone yeah. feels forced to do something. Uh, <laughs> no, the latter just, part of the story. No, I'm just kidding around. Ugh. 
It's just a joke. It's just one of my famous jokes. Uh, (laughs) I heard that one. I I read that on the back of a Laffy Taffy one time. That was uh, that was Mason actually. Mason. Uh, I steal Mason's jokes. (laughs) I steal (laughs) all of Mason's jokes that he writes in the back of Laffy Taffy's. That's actually true. Um, (laughs) But Kel, um, besides hanging out with Mason more recently than I have in person, what else have you been up to since we saw you last? Which had to have been sometime in 2020. Yeah, I don't know. Like, time is, is like... Hard. It's hard to recall sometimes. I, I, I'll say, I guess just at the moment, I'm working at a comedy theater selling snacks, which Ooh. is honestly, like, so fulfilling and fun. Hell yeah. I don't know. I feel like some people might just see some bags of chips and some sodas, but, like, I honestly really care about each item and I get to play my own music every night and I like I like cultivate this little vibe in the space and I get to like hopefully gear people up for their night of fun which is like that's so nice that's so cool it's funny because I guess like I could sit here and say like creative projects or jobs or things I've done but like honestly I'm like thinking about my snacks and (laughs) and I'm like that's that's what I'm doing I got like a uh I got a membership to a, a a giant botanical garden and I go oh. by myself frequently mm. and it's done wonders for my brain. Um, is it? Yes. I was trying to keep it secret. Cause I don't Sorry. Like, fuck. I don't know. It's okay. Fuck. I just, I just, I, just, I know there's like that. Do you have a favorite, uh, do you have a favorite flora? Do you have a favorite plant? Ooh, I've been, I've been just really mystified by, a lot of like foliage and trees recently. I don't know if that answers. I'm hoping to get, I, and I used to work at a flower shop for four years. So I definitely like should have a more specific answer, but I think I've just recently been like been loving being just engulfed by sure. a bunch of different types of like of vines shape. and stuff. Yeah. And just like giant, like there was a, like a, I was sitting next to a bunch of, it was like called like black cloth fig. And like, it looks mm. like, it's like Monstera kind of, but just like giant trees. There's this, uh, there's this tree called the ombu tree. I might be mispronouncing it, but okay. ombu, ombu. Uh, I lay underneath it and I nap and uh, I feel really connected to it. That's so that nice. That sounds so nice. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, and then I've also kind of been working with uh, kids recently too, which has been nice. I'm kind of like pivoting awesome. into maybe pursuing some teaching, which is Oh yeah, pivot and to it, teaching. But it'd be like it's like it'd be like potentially like a special after school program of kind of like, kind of like a development class for like ten to twelve year olds, and kind of just like validating. Wow. I kind of want to just like validate their creative ideas and like let them talk through. Like there's this kid yeah. who's working on this ginormous like comic book, video game, like animated the whole series world, and I like. I've been getting him to talk to me about it and I don't know. I think it's I think it's cool to validate kids' dreams, which will lead into our movie later. Oh oh uh, uh, <laughs> look at that. She they are setting up a segue just yeah, miles setting up down my own the road. segues. Mm, <laughs> damn, that's amazing. That sounds so cool. You like that yeah, it sounds like you gotta like pursue the that that class. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm curious. It's definitely still like figuring it all out, but I think I've been in like a period of less kind of like maybe performance or projects or things and more just kind of like, I don't know, observation. Have you back? Huh? 
how can you you can how you can give back you know like just kind of totally absolutely and i feel like i totally receive from it too like of course kids are are so such an unfiltered imagination and it's so beautiful to see hell yeah very cool (laughs) and after radical punk rock kind of cool gotta play the mcdonald's (laughs) flute (laughs) after having kids talk about their hey i am loving that though i'm loving that talk i am too I'm in too. Just because I play the McDonald's flute doesn't mean I'm trying to have trying to make fun of it. Because I like it. <laughs> it's because I like it too. All right. We should. Well, yeah, we should. Right? Yeah. We should. Yeah. 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 I think so. I. You're telling me. I. I think so. I've been saying it longer. Yeah. I've been saying it way longer. Kel. Hmm. We didn't just ask you on the pod to shoot the shit about. <laughs> about whatever the frick's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. We asked you to bring the goods, and mm-hmm. you brought them. <laughs> you brought the goods, Cal. Yeah, I got them. <laughs> got them in my little knapsack. Got them in my knapsack. I'm going to distribute the goods. That kind of had a good, friends. like, pacing. Got them in my knapsack. Caught him in my knapsack. Gonna get, gonna get my ass clapped. Something. Yeah, that's actually exactly what I was thinking. So that's good. Looks good. Yeah, I'm yeah, brave, that's good. I'm, I'm braver than you for saying it, though. Um, just, a, just a fact. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, you, just, you look like fuck. Is he braver than me? No, absolutely not. <laughs> are you kidding? Are you fucking kidding me? Anyway, what album are we fucking talking about today? Tell us about that. Today, okay. First, I want to say. It's such a like exciting blessing and whirlwind when being asked to be on this podcast because you're like, little old me gets to pick any old movie and any album, and this is the thing I love most. And then my brain is like, and then the like, the like fear comes in of like, yeah. how do you pick just one? And yeah. you want to pick the thing that's like cool or not, maybe like underrated or like whatever. There's so many routes you could go, but I yeah. think. I think I love talking with you guys most when it's something that I feel just super passionate about and something that feels connected to me. It's easier to talk about than something maybe I just like find cool or something. And so my thing I think was, so I tried to pick two things that are just, I feel like kind of magnetic to my soul and make me feel safe and good. Nice. Um, So I also with albums don't, um, I've, when thinking about which album to pick for you guys, I was like, I don't listen to like full albums that much. So like, oh, yeah. I also don't want to lie to you yeah. and give you an album of like something I know, I know most songs, whatever. But well, sorry, we'll figure it out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to pick the album that meant most to me this past year, which was uh, "Things Take Time, Take Time" by Courtney Barnett. And that's um, a snap. That's a snap for that. Probably that's one of the longest intros you've gotten for. <laughs> Just to say the name of an album. It which, is, and you know what? I loved it. <laughs> I also just want to say, as my homies, I do want to talk more about the movie than the album, so will you, like, cut me off <laughs> whenever you think it's time <laughs> to transition? Sure. No <laughs> <Okay>. problem. <laughs> because I, yeah. feel like, I feel like last time I was on, we got I could have talked about both for so, so long, but I, like, know I want to talk more about the, the movie. Sure. And that is why we put it at the end. Ah! That's so smart. Everyone's going to hear that and they're going to be like, wait, wait, well, uh, I can't fast forward. So I guess I have to listen. I have to fucking listen to this because I have to fucking listen to an album that who gives a fuck, right? Who gives a fuck about this? But I do want to say I could I could talk for hours on just this album, too. But I I, that's why I'm I'm asking you to cut me off because I 
Yeah. I mean, Mason, yeah. you know, <laughs> after meeting me once in person. I do. I, <laughs> um, right, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah. It's, oh, all right. it's okay. Noah's actually going to cut me off when it's time to move on. Okay. I'll be in the middle of a thought about something, and he'll start doing the fast packs. That's okay. a, that is, you're, Mason, that is so true. <laughs> that is so true, bestie. That is so fucking true. Yes. As, as long as we're all cutting each other off and all feeling... A little, sad. a little insecure. Let's just interrupt each other this entire podcast. Let's never finish an, a, a single thought here. I'm just, yeah. I'm just sitting here watching the the Zoom triangle go green around each yeah. of our different kind of. Uh, so, who has the special speaking Zoom stick at each moment? Right now, it looks like it's still on Cal. Uh, oh, no, so for, for, for it's me, on it's, you. Yeah. Well, yeah. now it just switched. Really? To Cal. Oh. <laughs> now it just switched to Cal. But it was on Mason for so long. It's and now it's on, on Noah. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and we could just play this. We could just play this little game. No, let's for, just do this. I could play this, this game. This is for what hours. people tune into a podcast for: is just visual ga- Zoom visual gags. Yeah. The game is us figuring out who's talking by talking about it ourselves, and then immediately changing. That is a good game. I'm like, yeah. I think Noah's talking. Oh, actually, me now. <laughs> and then the only, the only way to fix it is to do like visual like facial cues for yeah. who we think is talking so i'd be like <laughs> <laughs> which again makes for a great uh great audio podcast, podcast. yeah great yeah, absolutely podcast. yeah everyone loves our famous visual humor on yeah. this show <laughs> to infinity all right we're talking about things take time take time <laughs> just fucking moving on man. It's getting so warm in my apartment, so I'm I'm like so sweaty from doing the song because that's like, it's exciting for me. Yeah, and now I'm sweaty because it's like actually getting warm in my apartment. But I'm not gonna turn the AC on because it's gonna like create noise problems for the pod. Mm. So by the time this podcast is over, it's gonna be 75 degrees in my apartment, which for me is too warm because I'm a little Pacific Northwest. That's pretty warm, and I just can't do that. So. Let's get this going so that I don't have to sweat my little dickens off, my little asshole off for an entire 95 whatever minutes. Okay, Kel, what's your history with Things Take Time, Take Time by Courtney Barnett and just Courtney Barnett in general? Um, Courtney is one of my one of my favorite artists just in terms of enjoying her music. And then also the first time I ever saw her, I had like a very simple but meaningful like kind of like identity realization a bit of like I was at Bonnaroo for the first time at oh, my wow. first music festival I was laying on the grass under the giant screen where she was and um I'd gone with two friends who are like absolutely beautiful wonderful kind amazing women and they dressed me up that day they like did my makeup they put me in their clothes and it kind of just like made me feel not myself and feel like sure. mm-hmm. uncomfortable in a way they also like couldn't understand at the time. They're like, you look beautiful. Like what's wrong? Like why? Like what's wrong? And I, I couldn't explain it myself either. And then I'm laying on the ground and I'm watching Courtney Burnett and she's just wearing a white t-shirt and like black Dickies, black pants, something. And her hair is like a mess. And her, her drummer's got this like greasy, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like just, just a flannel and like, and just hair everywhere. And all of them, <laughs> looked like they didn't know they had a concert that's um, yeah and they woke I, up and didn't realize the homework was due to them. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they looked like 
beautiful and hot and powerful and yes. badass and like everyone was like having the time of their lives and this when i saw her performing it was for the last album it wasn't this one it was let me check was it the 2018 one yeah uh yes. tell me how you really tell me how you really feel yes which is a bit more like rocky um and i don't know i just laid there and kind of had this like catharsis of like it's okay to be that i can do that and she kind of totally. became this like figure i followed i got like a similar haircut to her i like <laughs> i i wore clothes like her i i got her t-shirts and through listening to her and just admiring her be herself i like found something that really connected with my soul and my being and i also in addition just like really dig the music and i think her lyrics sure. are great so that's the like longer story but also like if anyone listening if that could resonate with them like just because maybe something's pretty on you it's about feeling pretty on the inside um or go. handsome whatever that means to you um, kind of like the Southport Jew Alasco. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of callbacks. You, you know, no, you started it off <laughs> dissing the 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 jewel, and by the end, but the bathroom, and by the end, we are gonna. We're all going to be crying about that bathroom. We're all going to be crying <laughs> in that bathroom. Mason and I oh have a famous God. photo in that bathroom. Really? And I think, Mason? Yeah. I think that might need to be the episode art, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> and then just maybe Photoshop me in the... <laughs> well, the it, it's, an, it's a mirror shot. the bottom left. Oh, yeah, okay. so we got to like throw you in the mirror somewhere. Okay. Yeah. It's like, oh, the but demon. Like, the make my, yeah, make my the opacity like really low so I look like a ghost or something. <laughs> You look like a you look like a scary little ghost. Oh no! Um, <laughs> oh um, no! But also to jump back into it with this album in particular, um, I was so excited for the new one to come out. I think the shades of blue are like really beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like on the cover, I'm talking about. If yeah, you can yeah. see the cover, um, I was so excited for it, and I actually was supposed to come back to Chicago a couple oh. weeks ago, Mason, to see it. But then ultimately. It didn't work out, but I wound up buying tickets to see her out here in L.A. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Had a really beautiful experience where my seats were up at the top, like third, uh, like in the third balcony section. Like it was so high up. And I went with my roommate, Willa, and and I felt so bad because they were getting vertigo. And I was like, this was supposed to be beautiful. And she means so much (laughs) to me and everything's going wrong. But then uh, my awesome roommate, Willa, was like, there's so many open seats on the floor level. Let's just sneak in. And so then the night turned Huge. into this nice. like really epic adventure of sneaking past the guards. And we actually wound up getting floor seats like so close to her <laughs> and watched the whole concert for the price of the like third balcony tickets. And it all kind of like came together as a release of beauty and adventure and, and love. And I think that's kind of also what this, album is to me too that nice. is so nice that sounds like a, such an amazing night unfortunately <laughs> there will be cops outside your house to take yeah. you to prison because you didn't speak out of the floor um i just called them <laughs> so, yeah. so thank you no, this the is your last eating me alive yeah, yeah so. this is one of your last moments of freedom for like yeah. a while <laughs> you're spending there's no, it with us there's yeah there's no other place uh than a podcast i'd love to spend my <laughs> my last few minutes of <laughs> Free we time. know that you'd rather be on my favorite murder. Like, yeah. you, don't to, you, don't you don't have to lie to us like that. Uh, Mason, what's your history with Courtney Barnett and or this album? I like Courtney Barnett quite a bit. I um, really, really loved Tell Me How You Really, really Feel when that came out in 2018. I would just go on walks around my neighborhood in L.A. and 
and have that on and just feel like so kind of like uh, by the time Sunday Roast comes around at the end, you just feel like so like kind of comforted by that album, which is something I really needed at that time. Uh, but I had not heard and I liked, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, sometimes I sit and think sometimes I just sit when that came out in 2016 and then through th- that like kind of stream, I just went back into her catalog and she's an artist that I like a lot. Um, but I did not listen to this album when it came out last year. It uh, slipped by me. Uh, and I was very excited when, when Kel brought it on so that I could give it a spin. Uh, that's the short of it, I suppose. Noah, what about yes. you? Let's see. What do I got here? Uh, I don't have a ton of experience with Courtney Barnett, but I do like everything that I've heard by her that I have actually heard. The person who actually introduced me to Courtney Barnett was Alan Macchiarello, of all people. Oh! Past guest in front of the show, because he loves Courtney Barnett. And actually, him and other past guest and friend, although he is currently banned, Dustin Titcomb, went to go see (laughs) Courtney Barnett in L.A. Maybe they were even at the same show that you were at, Kel. I think so, probably. I think there was one big L.A. one. Yes, and so they were probably at that show as well. Radical. (laughs) Radical. And uh, I have not, I was trying to remember if I had heard the entirety of the 2015 album that was sort of her breakthrough album the sometimes i sit and think album mm-hmm. and i can't remember if i had heard it all the way through i definitely have heard at least a couple like the big songs mm-hmm. off that and then i was kind of going through my spotify and looking around the album that i had actually heard all the way through i hadn't heard the 2018 one i have not i've never heard a single song of that one but the song the one that i had heard a lot of was the album that she did with kurt vile a lot of sea lice mm-hmm. that's a great album yeah. yeah it's a really good album and kurt vile's got it all you might think that they like might not gel a hundred percent like right off the bat, but they really do, and it's kind of awesome to see them play together or hear them play together. I guess I've never actually seen them, but that's kind of my only experience with Courtney Barnett. Um, and when you picked this, I was like, oh yes, okay, someone I probably would really like if I actually like sat down and just fucking <laughs> fucking knocked out some of that shit. Uh, and I will just I will start us off by saying something that needs to be said. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yes. This passes the McGuire sniff in my book. Mm. What does that mean? Wait. What does that mean? What does that mean? Oh, yeah. You didn't didn't prep Cal for what the McGuire sniff was out of the show. I'm going to play it one more time. Is that the sniff? Is that the sniff noise? That's a sniff noise. An intense sniff, actually, to be 100%. The McGuire sniff is when every single song on the album is good. Yes. (laughs) That is the McGuire sniff. Ah! Wait, I'm like so happy. Oh my God, (laughs) because last time, last time we had a bit of a disagreement. Yeah. This is the best. You mean Noah was wrong? Yes. (laughs) No, don't remember that. Because last time you were just wrong. So it's it's great to see you right. I actually remember that. I actually remember that now. Now that you guys are talking about it a lot. (laughs) I actually remember that a lot. No. Oh, we don't actually, actually don't bring that up anymore. Uh, (laughs) uh, This album's fucking awesome. Like from top to bottom. It's a very, it's a brief listen. Mm -hmm. It's about 33 Mm -hmm. minutes long. There's 10 tracks and I like all of them in their own special way. There's some I like more than others, but every single song is good. And this is just one of those that you could just pop on, listen to the whole thing. Do some donuts in the 7-Eleven parking lot. Go to the bathroom in the Jewel Osco at Southport. <laughs> <laughs> take a huge dump, not leave for 30 minutes. Listen to the whole album while you're taking a shit. It's one of those. It's just so excellent, I Wait, think. 
Especially since you like it. I forgot I have to show something. Again, this is okay. a visual podcast, right? Yes. So I hey. bought the CD, CD, but check this out. It oh, says, hey. thanks, Cal, love, Courtney Barnett, XX. So nice. I found out at Amoeba, if you bought her CD, she was going to do a signing. And so I actually got to um, meet her and she Whoa. signed it. And I was second person in line. I got there hours in advance and I wore my favorite blue outfit. And I told her that and she was wearing a blue outfit too. And she said, and she said, thank you, mate. Yeah. She's like, oi. No, I'm just not going to do that. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) um, No, she was, yeah, (laughs) she was, she was so sweet. It was like a really, it was a small interaction, but it was like everything. It was just so real and everything you hope for when you like meet. Uh, someone you really admire yeah that's, that's so a, sweet that's amazing that you were i love that you wore the blue outfit too i love that yeah and but also i guess in terms of listening too, i do recommend honestly if you really like it getting the cd and this really ignited in me i was like i should get a cd collection going again because wow. it, the first time i listened hey. to it all the way through was on the cd you don't gotta evangelize about physical media to me <laughs> you're right you're right yeah mason <laughs> is sort of the physical media guy Let's no, yeah. no, show it off, Mason. Whatever you have in your hand, I right a little there. tape. I need to get headphones for, it, but I have a little tape player. <laughs> this is such no, a no. Do you know what's podcast. the tape I have in here? <laughs> do I know which tape you have in there? No, I do not. Well, let me show you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Show me. Nature of Things by Subsonic Eye, an album we've covered on the show. My goodness, how things. The more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> is what I'm always saying. Um, Mason, I'm also a bit of a physical media king, but all of my DVDs and Blu-rays have been in boxes for a long time. So that's mm. something also. But You should get them out of there. You should let them breathe. Yeah, yes. well, I should probably get shelves first. Haha, <laughs> I don't have shelves right now. Haha, <laughs> 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 I probably should get shelves before I take out all the hundred, hundred, hundred of fucking Blu-rays and a DVD. DVDs I fucking have. Pretty cool. Uh, Mason, what do you think of this album? Uh, I wrote, um... I I like this album a lot. I listened to it yesterday uh, and during the dry cycle when I was doing laundry. Um, and uh, I listened to it again today. That's why, don't tell Noah, Cal, but that's why I was a little late to the record today because ah. I did not manage my time well. And so I had to give another listen to the, Wait, uh, the show. Kel, do you actually know why Mason was late to the record today? Uh, n- n- no idea. Um. Okay, no worries. I'll ask him, actually. I'll just ask, I'll just ask him after the show. Show. No worries. Okay. <laughs> uh, no worries. But I I read on the Apple Music description of this that uh, she mostly wrote this like during like lockdowns. Um, mm-hmm. And yes. as I understand it, like um, as I understand it, uh, you know, Australia was very strict. Or Oceania or whatever was very strict with their lockdowns. I don't know if she's living there currently. Was she living there currently? Or she no fucking idea. States? Okay, um, whatever. In any case, she wrote during lockdown. <laughs> Uh, and it, I really liked that kind of, um, that feeling that was like kind of, uh, I guess one of the feelings that was generated during that period, at least for me was just like not being able to do anything, but just like kind of sit and people watch, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of, uh, it, it really just caused you to get like, kind of just get really like kind of insular and I guess curious. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's like the kind of feeling that the album gave me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it also... My last note here is it is it leaves you feeling nice. So yeah. I I really really like this album. That's what it is. I really I, like this album. I love what you just said, and also two quick thoughts on that is just in terms of the being written during the pandemic. 
one more connection I have to I forgot to say was she was my only pandemic like virtual thing I did like concert thing oh, I did. Hell yeah. I bought concerts to her virtual uh or I bought tickets to her virtual concert um and it was like beautiful cinematography first off it could be its own film it was like filmed in this beautiful hall it wasn't in front of anyone and I just watched it with my roommate Trevor at the time and oh hey you know that guy Noah yes I knew that guy (laughs) and Mason do you know that guy I don't think I know that guy okay I thought maybe you met when you guys I thought for some reason I thought I don't know why in my head I was like we all know him um (laughs) but I know him I know I know the man he and I sat together and it was Trevor's first time ever listening to her and it, we like both got emotional and it was like a time when everything was really scary. She like when things have been scary, she's like consistently been a secure light of comfort and um, she, like super like, I don't know she did a land acknowledgement and I feel like she's very passionate about like learning and, and wanting to be respectful. And I, I really admire her for that too. Like there's this whole thing written on the inside of the CD about that. Um, but also in terms of the comfort thing, I just feel like it's night nice, and this will tie into the movie later too, a little foreshadowing, but oh. it's so rare and nice to realize an artist wants you to just enjoy something and like you can sit in the enjoyment and like, or sit in the comfort or sit in the niceness and like hearing nice things about love. I don't know with, I've had so many conversations recently with friends and stuff about like when you realize a show or movie there's not a there's not a wave of darkness coming up behind it It, like it's okay to enjoy Mm. this i was feeling that big what you just talked about i was really feeling that at the beginning of this year where i was like i i just need things to just i just need things to feel like they're gonna be fun or they're just gonna be comforting or whatever i did not want to sit in whatever waves of darkness was going on and it kind of remind this did kind of remind me. I was like, oh, normally I feel like her stuff is a little bit more raucous and a little bit more like we're gonna shred, you know, or whatever. Just mm-hmm. like stuff that I've heard from her before. But this kind of feels like the other side of the Courtney Barnett coin, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. On one side of the coin, maybe it's a seventy-three cent coin. We'll say it's a seventy-three cent coin for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes. <laughs> uh, on one side of it, maybe you've got like. Wow, 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 like a big guitar, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And <laughs> sounds just and, like that. I love yeah, that one. It sounds just wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. And then maybe on this side, it's it's more a bit more like a ring, like a little bit yeah. of like a nice strum, you know? Yeah. But both feel authentic and true to who I believe this person to be. Mm-hmm. Just having not having a ton of experience with her. But I agree with you. I was like there is that there is just that want and that almost need for sometimes for it just to be like, I just want to feel taken care of. <laughs> That's yeah, all and I want. And, and and this does that. I mean, there's literally, there is literally a song on this album that called, if I don't hear from you tonight. That's I've, I just got goosebumps hearing you say those words and I have thoughts on that song so much. So, but like, also I think in terms of maybe some people being more fans of her, more like, uh, rock. Harder stuff. Yeah, like I get maybe not liking this album, which is why I was like, a, a part of me, I must admit, was a little nervous you guys were gonna <laughs> be more the rock fans. So I'm really so like so stoked you guys enjoyed this too. But like, and I knew this was gonna be a breakup album. All also, which mm-hmm. is what I think is interesting is like, in my head I was anticipating, oh, I'm gonna get like, <laughs> I'm gonna get these heartbroken songs that are just gonna like hit so hard. And it's like that weird realization where you like want, like you don't want someone ever to be 
unhappy, but you want them to make that that media or art that like can get you through a tough time. So it's, and then you feel awful for ever wanting that. And so like <laughs> she like at first I was like, man, I wanted this to like hit me harder. And then the more I listened to it, I was like, no, I'm so happy. She's happy. And she's showing a side of, of coming through. I don't know. And like an embracing yeah. love and that, I don't know, it being okay. You can say goodbye and hello. And I don't know. She's, yeah, it's very. Okay, it's like it. the, this album is a big embrace in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. You know, because well, she like fell in love again. Because I don't know. I th- I just think it's interesting that it's like, it was breakup and pandemic, two of like the darkest things, and then through that found like new love and, yeah, and I don't know, and security. And I don't know. I think that's, and and beauty and and I don't know. I think that's the more I come back to it, the more I'm like, God, I I I need to listen to this. Like, not only do I want to listen to this, but like I I need to. It's healing. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. So nice. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> yeah. I want to see if I got. Wait, wait, if I have anything else. Um. I don't. I, I, okay. I don't, no. Go for hey, it. Never mind. I no. I like just to, to go back on the I the because she broke up with Jen Cloer. Is that how you say her name? I don't know. I've Who always every was, time I've ever said Jen's name, I go. Ugh. Uh, who she was with for uh, Wikipedia is telling me six years and mm-hmm. she was also playing in her band for that period of time as well. Mm-hmm. And I do like that there, you know, this is, this is a breakup album, like you mentioned, Cal. And I like that there's no malice, you know, it's all about yeah. kind of Courtney Barnett's just like journey to, I guess, understand that time and kind of, you know, learn something from it, which I don't think is really typical with, with breakup songs, you know, mm-hmm. cause usually you hear like breakup songs and they're really like, not to say that this this album there's not some like strain like uh, uh, strains of melancholy in it or whatever. But usually like you know melancholy or sad or really intense like oh, fuck you or whatever. But this is more just like um, realizing that you can still care about somebody and then not, yeah. uh, but in in and just have them not be as well. You can still care about somebody and break up with them. Basically, is I think the point I'm trying to get to. You know, yeah. just like not have yeah. them. That you don't like that. have um, to, you don't have to create anger for yourself or something like you can work through that and then leave with love. And I think that idea and the ideas of if I don't hear from you tonight are types of love that aren't as romanticized in movies mm-hmm. and, and music is this idea of like, I trust we don't need to talk. I trust we can be okay. Like, I don't know, like that, yeah. the more kind of simple version of love that is more conducive to a healthy real world relationship that 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 is viewed as maybe like boring or just like content or stagnant but it's actually like when you sit in it the like more love than the kind of more extreme passionate hate and and fire and and all that stuff which i think is absolutely i'm so grateful for like and, and before you gotta go that just the line of like if something were to happen, my dear, I wouldn't want the last words you hear to be unkind. And that concept of just like mm-hmm. making sure you end, like I don't know that idea of like if, if you do leave, I want to make sure we're we're good. I want to I want to <clears throat> jump off that because you actually you gave me a great you gave me a great segue. Oh um, yes. So thank you. Thank Love you so that much. stuff. Thank you. That's just a little, that's the littlest kiss in the whole world. It's so And Mason and Mason, don't worry. <laughs> You're going to get oh, one of those two during the yes. episode. 
<laughs> you just have to earn it, Mason. You have no, to earn that. Segue. He doesn't have to earn my love. He doesn't have to earn my love. But I, I do. Feel, but but Kel, Kel does specifically. Kel does. Yeah. Mason's fine. You, it's conditional. Uh, <laughs> that's actually one of the scariest things I've ever said on this, on this podcast. And I just want to recant that right now. I don't want anyone to actually think that's for real. I'm gonna step in and be like, "That was a joke. That was just a joke. Little joke between me and my friend." Is what yeah. I'm gonna say. Yeah. Anyway, you gave me a segue, so. I am we've talked about we talked about this two episodes ago with our friend Haley B. Shout out Haley B. Uh shout out. Thanks. Uh shout out, exactly. Shout out, yeah, shout out. Mason, Mason, get ready. It's so little I could hold it in Another visual guy. <laughs> just, just imagine my fingers being held apart as small amount as possible. Yeah. Just imagine, imagine listeners. You know when Mr. Krabs is playing the world's tiniest yes. violin like yeah. that? <laughs> Mason, <laughs> I'm playing you the littlest kiss in the world. Whoa. Damn, you are the Mr. Krabs of this podcast. Yeah, I yeah, mention yeah. it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're the Patrick. No. You're the yes. SpongeBob. Yes, I'm the Sandy Cheeks, but not the character. I just got some sand in there. Anyway, Kel, you gave me a great segue a little bit ago. I am not normally a lyrics guy when I first listen to something. That's not usually where I'm listening first. Of course they're there. Of course I fucking notice them, but that's not what, I, that's not what I'm focused on more so. I'm more focused on just the totality of how I'm feeling and that usually comes from more so the actual music itself. Mm-hmm. However, Courtney's lyrics mm-hmm. are so in your face but not in an angry way. They're just boom, right there well, and you can't ignore them. Yes, I I'm so happy that they stuck out to you because they are they and I love that most of the time they're not necessarily This one maybe was a little bit more rhymey than than some others but they're sure even when they are they feel free and independent of each other but also like cohesive and when i was talking about the like needing to listen to this album sometimes the lyrics they're not mean they're not aggressive but they are like call out they're call out to all of us like in take it day by day i love i like literally it's like an it's like a kind instruction (laughs) that song is like maybe tomorrow could be time well spent reflecting on all the wait see now I'm saying it in a way that it doesn't rhyme at all. <laughs> uh, could be time well spent reflecting on all the little things you keep projecting on everybody that you're so obsessed with. Take a look at yourself. I just love that. Like you're, then that's where a lot of, I think the anger and a lot of heartbreak lyrics come from too, is a lot of projection mm-hmm. and like not looking yeah. at yourself. And it feels like she's, when she's talking about someone else, she's talking about like missing them and, wishing them well, and then also unpacking within herself. Absolutely. Things to get better on, and then also gratitude for, like, a new person, which I feel like is such a healthier way to go about love. I think our friend, (sighs) Mason, I think that this was our friend Ryan who said this on one of the episodes that he was on, but, like, sometimes it's not the most complex thing. Sometimes it's not the most, like, you know, like, over-the-top thing. Sometimes it's just the thing that is said so simply in a way you've never thought about it before, which are the most effective. Yeah. I think that was a Ryan Kenny original. And that is this album a lot in the songwriting. Mm -hmm. And the songwriting is so stark and so vivid, but also so 
simple in a way that is engaging. And I think that's extremely impressive and effective. Yeah. And that's what I'll say. The the one line that I wrote down in my notes that I just love was in, I believe here's the thing, where it's, I'm not scared of heights, just falling. Mm. Yeah. When that, when that line, I was sitting at the laundromat, just like, you know, uh, just enjoying the album. I knew I had time to just like sit and enjoy it. And then that line comes and it just was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> Standing know? straight up out of your seat, <laughs> yeah, forcing yeah. you to stand up. I, I think that I just given the uh, the kind of conditions that I was listening to this album in this year, I didn't really have a lot of focus on the lyrics, even though I am the lyrics guy TM of It's On The List podcast. You are, definitely. Um, I really did just like kind of, I guess, the vibe of this, of this album here. And I... You know, you're saying earlier, Cal, that like, uh, you know, you can see how people who like maybe a little harder rock and Courtney Barnett uh, that I think I put myself in that category, I think a little bit. But I still really va- got a lot of value out of this particular album, especially like in Turning Green, which is a, like a, to me a song about jealousy. Um, it might be my favorite song mm-hmm. on the album. Yeah. Um, there's something that she does with the like that song is just like just such as like. like this this great like pulsing beat and then she i don't know what she does with like the guitar sound at the end of that song that makes it sound so so cool um so that's i but uh yeah that's that's i guess that might just be my final thoughts on on the album here because uh i'm looking at the recording time here and i think that and we know (laughs) we know that kel wants us to cut them off (laughs) yes please i love that actually um, do you, Kel, uh-huh. you get what you get, you get 30 seconds. Okay. Do you have any final thoughts on this album that you haven't said already? Um, I just, uh, wait, I don't get a chance to do like a f- favorite songs or is that next? You could say favorite songs. Sure. Say favorite songs. I just, I just, I just want to give a, a shout out to if I don't hear, fr- I don't know. There's so many, but if I don't hear from you tonight, I think is a type of love I hope to to feel one day of just I love that concept that you've known yeah. to before of, of not a jealousy of it's it's, it's such a, a near opposite of jealousy to me where I feel like of if I don't hear from you I know you're fine like I know you're it's probably about, yeah. sleeping I know you're living your life and like it still fe- feels you like leaves you yeah. feeling giddy I think that's such a cool emotion to have created and I just I would encourage everyone if you are a fan of hers to go into this not expecting the rock like anticipating maybe slow but don't give up on that go mm-hmm. somewhere beautiful and like just listen to her and i don't know i th- i think i hope this is like a source of comfort for for people out there and we're cutting you off <laughs> you're getting cut off and you know what that means that means mcdonald's flute and to really cut you off here's the new one Whoa. <laughs> grape lady. Let's get grape lady in there. Okay. Do you think they did surgery on the grape lady? Courtney Melba Barnett was born November 3rd, <laughs> 1987. She is an Australian singer, songwriter, and musician known for her deadpan singing style and witty rambling lyrics. Kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Barnett's debut album Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit was released in 2015 to widespread acclaim at the 2015 ARIA Music Awards she won four awards from eight nominations she was nominated for Best New Artist at the 58th Annual Grammys and International Female Solo Artist at the 2016 Brit Awards her mother was a ballerina 
That's crazy. Shit. What? Cool. I did not know that. Yeah. You can just go on the Wikipedia and it will tell you that her mother was a ballerina. So I had to write that down and share it on the show in the fast facts section. And while pursuing a music career, she worked as a pizza delivery driver. Ooh. Food delivery. I actually like food delivery as a job, to be honest I, with you. I've done a lot of delivery. I, it was years of my life. Yes. I have a deep connection to it. It's I there's something about it that I love because you know that like you're not getting paid like a shit ton of money, but you at least get to like listen to music in your car. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's definitely so many. I don't know. Pros and cons. Some days it's like the best thing in the world. Some days you're like, fuck this. (laughs) Fuck this. And you're like alone. The the not having a boss has its pros and cons. They're like (laughs) working for a faceless corporation. But then when I did when I did delivery for a flower shop, that was like the most beautiful one of the most beautiful jobs I've ever had. And I I'm hoping to make a a story about it one day. Yeah, that sounds that actually sounds like it's ripe for story. Cripe. What's Ah! the next? What's the next fact? (laughs) Move on quick. Move on quick. In concert, Don Luscombe of the Drones has often played lead guitar and keyboards, having been featured both on "How to Carve a Carrot into a Rose" and "Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit." The latter of which he also co-produced. When Luscombe was not available, the band performed as a trio with Barnett handling all three guitar or all guitar duties, more or less. Luscombe did not play on Barnett's 2015 tours. However, she now refers to the band as CB3 on her Facebook page. The CB3 moniker also features prominently on drummer Dave Muddy's bass drum. In December 2020, NME reported that a documentary titled Anonymous Club, exploring, quote, the inner life of the notoriously shy Barnett amidst her significant rise to fame, is in the works after receiving $2.5 million in funding from Screen Australia. So maybe mm. a little bit of a little movie on Courtney, so to, so to speak. Could be kind of Courtney fun for us. Courtney. Courtney movie. Courtney, <laughs> come here, Courtney. I need you to be my son, Max. <laughs> it's Goofy Movie 3 with Courtney Barnett. Uh, <laughs> things Take Time, Take Time is the third studio album by Australian singer-songwriter Courtney Barnett. It was released on November 12, 2021 by Milk Records. Mom plus pop music and marathon artists. The album was recorded in Melbourne and Sydney from late 2020 to early 2021 with producer drummer Stella Mosgawa. The vinyl factory called the album a finely woven collage of snapshots and said it dives into Barnett's own psyche to explore love, renewal, healing, and self discovery. L. Hunt from NME said, partly as a consequence of being written and recorded during the pandemic, Things Take Time, Take Time is sparer than Barnett's previous recordings, pairing jangly, lackadaisical indie rock with scatterings of drum machines programmed in collaboration with Warpaint's Stella Mosgawa. Though it lacks some of the more immediate bite of Barnett's previous work, its softness gives it a tender focus. Last but not least, two people made this entire album. Courtney Barnett and Stella Mosgawa. Courtney was responsible for vocals, guitar, bass, piano, and Stella responsible for drums, percussion, keys, and synths. That's kind of nuts that two that's, people that's basically really cool. made this that's, album. That's truly crazy. It is truly crazy. Mason. <laughs> Noah. My little friend who's already gotten his kiss for the day from me. <laughs> who will not be getting another one in a year. Uh, <laughs> for a whole year from me. Should we do Mercedes Valuable Player and Recommend next? I think we should. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. All right, Kel. 
We ran you through this before. We got to give a Mercedes Valuable Player to something on this album. Who, what, which, or when is your Mercedes Valuable Player for this Courtney Barnett new album? And do you recommend this album? Wait, do some people fully bring on an album they don't recommend? It's happened one time. One time it has <laughs> happened on the show. Uh, but we have to ask it as part of the It's on the List corporate policy. Um, okay, I'm going to give a bit of a cop-out answer. Great. So that I don't <laughs> ramble. So that I don't ramble, which is just that I think the visual of the album cover, or the, not the visual, yeah, just the album cover, the feeling, and the tone, and... and <laughs> I, I've never seen it match match all the songs so well where like looking mm-hmm. at that one image makes me feel like I also just listened to the whole album. Oh, and damn. I think that's such a beautiful and shows the, like the completeness and wholeness and oneness of it. And I, and seeing that the album really was like her and one person, it, it feels so concise as its own project to me, which is why I just hope it doesn't get compared necessarily to other albums where it's not, bogged down by criticism because criticism I feel like could be the the death of joy <laughs> um and uh which also will lead into the movie uh foreshadowing oh, oh, um oh, but oh. um I don't know if you can see it or show it somehow it's just all these it's just nine different shades of blue and the title things take time take time I don't know it's just a big breath it's like water the sky it's comfort it's love it's healing it's like I don't know I think it's all I just that's my that's my thing. I props on the that's art. That's so nice. <laughs> and do you recommend this album? Oh, hundred. Hundo. But only, but only if you're gonna only if you're gonna listen to it in the right context. I was thinking I was like I if if you're gonna listen to this like when you're in the wrong mood or like <laughs> in a loud place or something, you're not. I don't know. Like respect the album and you'll get out what you give to it. That's actually an interesting point because the first time I listened to this, I actually did listen to it in through headphones in a kind of noisy environment. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed it on my subsequent listens more in mm-hmm. a little bit more of a quiet environment. But absolutely, you know, get your headphones on, zen out a little bit. Hell, even in the car, this is a good album. Yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. driving album. I, I before coming on here, I I was really trying to think about where I wanted to re-listen to it, and I decided to just lay on my bed and start the ceiling because it's so short there you and go. so I literally just challenged myself in almost a meditation to like not need to go on anything look at anything yes. and just soak it in and I was like yep right choice <laughs> this is <laughs> a good album <laughs> I Mason actually you know what you give your you give your shit first do you got who's your Mercedes valuable player and do you recommend this album uh my Mercedes valuable player I think is the song turning green that song really surprised me and I really really like it a lot or maybe the you know what I'm gonna change that I'm gonna go the back to back before you gotta go and then turning green nice and actually fuck it then it leads into (laughs) if I don't hear from you tonight yeah Um, I like that that like kind of little stretch and story that and that kind of growth that happens in those three songs um i like how playful the the sign the songwriting and lyrics are in, t- in turning green um but uh that's my mercedes valuable players i am going to recommend this album uh especially if you're um i think if you're more used to the kind of rocker side of of courtney barnett uh adjust your adjust your dials for something that's a little more introspective a little more um uh, I think curious, um, but it's, I think it's a really, really, tremendous, really tremendous release and cup and batch of songs here. Noah, your turn. My Mercedes valuable player is also my Z Vaughn for the Yay. album. 
How about that, folks? Can he say that? Yes. It's his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you're the quirked up white boy if it's on the list. This is why I won the poll and then gave it to you, Mason, lest we forget my right. kindness in that moment. In your moment of doubt and pain, I sur- I provided you exactly what you needed. Lest we forget that that's how that moment went down. And how yeah, sympathy for out. the devil indeed. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but I originally didn't have this as my Mercedes valuable player. I was originally just going to be my Zevon, But I really was like, who the fuck am I kidding? This is my favorite song on the album. And so I got to give it the Mercedes Vital Player and the Zevon. And this is the song that has the, as of February 13th, 1221 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, this is the song that has the least amount of plays on the album on Spotify, and that's the last song, Oh the Night. Yeah. I got to give mm. my Mercedes Vital Player and Zevon to that. I can't believe that song isn't more listened to and popular on the album as a whole. I think it's a great way to end the album, and it's just mm-hmm. probably, just like on a bass enjoyment level, my favorite song on the entire album. So when I when I first listened, it was my favorite too. Like upon first listen, I I I remember when I was texting friends about it. That was the one we like all. And then it, but then it kind of like faded off. So I'm like honestly glad you brought that back too. And I also was thinking today at the end of the album, I love how it just ends. I don't know. It feels Mm -hmm. realistic, and 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 the way this album feels like realistic comfort. It was just like "Mm." Mm. end over, Mm. and we're done. And and then it was kind of like all right, I helped you. I passed it off. Now you got to go do your part. And now you and have to go I, give the smallest kiss in the whole world. Yes, yes. <laughs> to maybe your co-host. I'm glad you love that because it, it really is a stunning song. Stunning song. Very, I am truly am surprised it is the least listened mm-hmm. song on the album. And I'm going to give this a full recommend. This Yay. I loved listening to this. I am the probably have the least Courtney Barnett experience of anybody uh, in this Zoom call and on this show, this specific show. But I really enjoyed this. Um, I am be very, and I did listen to some of the harder stuff, some of the harder stuff (laughs) from Courtney, just to sort of get like a compare contrast going. Mm -hmm. And I think I prefer the softer Courtney, actually, if I'm being Ah. totally honest with you. So maybe Noah's being a little uh, stinker head by saying that, but maybe also he's just telling the truth. Yeah. And that's it. (laughs) And that's all we have to say because guess what? We also have a freaking movie to talk about. Kel. Oh, 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 baby, let's go, baby, yes. That's me getting excited. Uh, Kel, <laughs> Kel, what uh, what movie do we have to talk about today? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, do better on this one. Just cut straight to the chase. Okay. <laughs> this movie, okay. I chose Brigsby Bear. Oh, from Yay. 2017. Yes, from 2017, um, Brigsby Bear. What's yes, up with this one? I um. It was one of the. I kept the movie ticket from when I first saw it in my phone for like years oh, to the point damn. where to the point where it was so completely faded. I looked at it and I still knew it was the Brigsby Bear ticket, but yes. I was like, "At what point does this become trash?" You know. Um, <laughs> so I don't have it anymore, but it was there for years. Um, and then it was a movie. And in this beautiful way, something I admire about it now, I kind of, and I'm like coming back to realizing now and questioning why I let myself forget about it. I did. I forgot about it for like a a while. And then last year, something about it just popped up. And I was like, I remembered the feeling of joy it gave me. And I rewatched it with my mom. Uh, And I... I just was like, I'm going to make an executive decision that this is my favorite movie before I go. Damn. Like, I was just like, something about it is like, this is kind. This, everything about it also encom- 
like encompasses to me what filmmaking is to me what like movies are um and the absolute pure joy of making a movie with your friends and being like this movie is everything I want to do this is a reminder of what's important when it comes to storytelling um and not getting bogged down by like money and details and ego and competition but rather like this shit is beautiful this shit is life this is like this is where we'll feel alive and again in a similar way this movie just lets you feel good um and it's one of those classic kind of tropes of like explaining humanity and the world to someone uh with fresh naive eyes you know yeah and learning about it all again and upon this watch for this movie i even got more themes of just the dichotomy between trying to mimic your environment uh but also embracing those things you can't deny like are you are your soul and those things um if you let it shine enough, like other people won't want to mimic back to you <laughs> or join with you. Um, and I don't know. I just think it's a really simple beauty. And I, I love Kyle, Kyle Mooney and his humor. And I think this just didn't get talked about that much. I think it got overlooked because it was simple, but simple doesn't mean bad. Amen to that. <laughs> Mason, what's your history with this one? I watched this on a plane on December sixteenth, twenty seventeen. I don't, re- yeah, I don't remember if it was the uh, uh, like in-flight option on like JetBlue or something, or if I had uh, gotten it some other way. But I remember flying back to Chicago from Los Angeles and watching this uh, movie, and uh, it was still when I was rating movies on Letterboxd. I gave it four stars and a little heart. Um, and I hadn't watched it since then, basically it all, it wasn't even really, um, kind of on my radar of things I, I, uh, wanted to revisit, even though, you know, I liked it just fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, I guess just my, my history with it here. Noah. Yes. Your turn. Yes. My turn. Thank you. Never forget that I always get to say my things. (laughs) (laughs) never forget that i always get to say my things on the show okay here we go taking it back wee 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 whoa freshman year of high school friend that i had who i've talked about on the show before the same guy who showed me vic mensa's internet tape and showed me odd future also showed me kyle mooney for the first time on uh his phone before school it was a one of those no smoking videos the like oh, no, she's, like, smoking the edibles, like that character type mm-hmm. of videos. <laughs> and I didn't think it was funny when I saw it the first time. What? I was, like, not into it. <laughs> but quickly changed my tune when I started, like, like I guess it, like, stuck with me enough that I was like, I wonder what else that is, like, going on over there in, like, the world of online sketch comedy with this guy. So I kept looking at Kyle videos. I kept looking at Good Neighbor videos, and I very, very quickly fell in love with... Kyle Mooney, his videos, his solo videos, and Good Neighbor stuff. And, like, right as I started to get into them, they stopped (laughs) making fucking videos online because they got fucking hired on Saturday Night Live, basically. Uh, And that was sad to me because I really, really liked what they were doing, and it was very inspirational and very formative for me in terms of humor. 
And in 2020, when I did my first iteration of No November, where every day in November I wrote about something that I love, Kyle Mooney and Good Neighbor was one of those things that I wrote about. Uh, I really just admire someone just fucking going out and doing exactly what they want to do. Uh, and that was what it felt like watching these guys. They were just doing whatever they wanted to do. It didn't feel like they were concerned about views. It didn't feel like they were concerned about anything other than just what makes us laugh and what do we want to see on the computer. Mm-hmm. And that is that is quite literally the like foundational thing that I believe. Like in my life, like just just no, doesn't matter any of the other bullshit. Just do the thing that you want to see on the computer or on the movie screen or on the TV screen or on the podcast feed, baby, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even that. And I was so enamored with that. So when I found out that he was making a movie with Dave McCary, uh, who directed a lot of those videos and was hired on at SNL with them, I was fucking stoked. I was like, let's fucking go. We got a Kyle Mooney movie. And that's so cool. (laughs) I was just like, that's so cool. And Kelly... Where do you think I went to go see this movie? Where do you think I saw it in theaters? <laughs> saw it at the UCI Regal Cinemas. Oh, yes. That was my favorite one. That was my favorite place in uh, when I was in high school. I would go there and be dramatic. Yeah, it's... Yeah, be dramatic. <laughs> go, there, go there and lay on the ground and be like, I just want someone to roll over me with a car. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was doing that at 21 years old as well. Uh, but I remember going to see this movie, uh, I think in the summer. I think it came out in summer 2017 at that theater, which is a great theater. I saw Moonlight there. I saw a bunch of other really cool shit there. Uh, and I went with my friend, and my friend didn't tell me that he was bringing his kind of mean girlfriend <laughs> to the movie as well. Oh, no. So that was kind of unexpected and not that cool. And oh, they, no. s- they saw me eating Jimmy John's <laughs> before the movie. I was like eating Jimmy John's quickly to get to the movie. And they're like, hey, is that Noah over there? I'm like, fuck, they're watching me eat Jimmy John's. I hate that <laughs> so much. Uh, but I saw this in the theaters and I really, really liked it back then. And I hadn't really thought about it and I hadn't really reconsidered it uh, like my friend Mason either. So when you said you want to bring on the show, I was like, let's talk about it. I'm excited to jump back into this one. Mm-hmm. And I will Amazing. say this right off the bat. I'm just going to get this right. I'm just going to get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. I don't think I enjoyed it quite as much as I did initially, mm-hmm. but I still think that this is a good movie. Awesome. I, yeah. I also, I prepared myself to... <laughs> Allow differing opinions and not, <laughs> and not let it and not let it uh, alter mine. That's great. Um, yeah, kind so, of like your favorite bathroom in the city of Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly. just so mid. It's so fucking this, mid. But um, but to some it's beautiful. So one man's public restroom is another man's. Brigsby Bear. One man's public restroom. That should be the tagline for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) One man's public restroom is another man's. Um, uh, One thing I, because I kind of also kind of just wanted to stream of consciousness talk about this movie more than kind of like deconstruct it or anything. That's fine. Because I kind of think that's what it's also asking to do. But going so following beginning the stream, I um. Something you talked about in terms of this clearly felt like a, someone making a story important to them that they wanted to see, and it didn't matter about, I don't know, like they could have thrown bigger names in there. They could have, you know, advertised it more as like the Kyle Mooney SNL big 
comedy, but it wasn't yeah. that. It was, it was like when a comedian you really love, it's like Jenny Slate writing Little Weirds, where it's like, this is so separate from my other stuff, and it's still me, and there's still humor, but this is also my own work of art. Like, this demonstrated Absolutely. to me, like, an absolute tremendous skill in filmmaking and storytelling. So separate, but still connected, you know, <laughs> to his, like, silly sketches that feel... I don't even know if they're written because they feel so authentic and, and just himself <laughs> in the moment. Um, some of them definitely are, but some are, you know, it's just, they're, it's just so I'm probably, they all are, but, but if they're, <laughs> they're the, you know, the true artist or master can make you feel like you're, you're watching something for the first time, which always feels more beautiful. But in terms of that, of just making it, I, I, what, another reason I love this movie is just, okay. Oh my gosh. It's just pure enjoyment <laughs> because I started a notes app or notes thing in my phone for this. And I was going to write down all the quotes that I wanted to talk about because I feel like last time I came on really quote heavy and then I only wrote down two and they're so simple. Um, and the first one is it's very sad. You didn't get to do what was important to you. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, when do they they say that in the movie? I can't remember that. Um, Kyle Mooney is talking to the, like, he's talking to the Greg Kinnear. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Right. Who I always think is, Mark Hamill is is that accurate or no? Mark Hamill's the the captor. It's so oh, interesting. Oh wait, is that yeah. wait wait? <laughs> okay, wait. So I was right. He it's was so in that interesting. Movie? Yeah, Mark Hamill plays the, he the plays evil Ted. dad. Yeah, he plays Ted. Is this okay. blowing? Is this like hurting your hurting your brain a little bit? No, right now? I just I I get scared to tell someone when I think someone looks like someone because every time. Well, they I actually met, kind of do no. look like they make other, him. Actually. They make him. They make Greg. They give Greg Kinnear and um and Mark Hamill the same facial hair, which yeah, is really okay, interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is interesting. They did give him the same <laughs> facial hair. But, I think it's a totally reasonable mix-up. So Greg Kinnear is the one I'm thinking of. Yes, Greg Kinnear I is the, so. the police officer. Um. Uh, when Greg Kinnear is talking about how he used to do plays in yes. high school, but he mm. gave it up. And I just love moments. It's kind of also almost like a Swiss army man type moment or something of just like being mm. like, wait, like just true confusion when looking at ourselves, like from fresh eyes of like, wait, why don't, why wouldn't you do that? Like if in a purely unfiltered, yeah, if nothing world. else mattered but, except your true wants. Like, why couldn't you do that? And I just, I loved Kyle Mooney's delivery of just, and I, I don't know, I just love how no one like makes fun of him throughout it in terms of like, you can enjoy things. Like, I don't know, there's not. Yeah, I love the way he talks, and it and it could be a character, but it also feels authentic. And sometimes I feel like I I can talk like that when I get really excited about something, and. The dopest shit when something. he keeps saying something. When he's like dopest, dope yeah, it's so it's so sweet, and I just love that it's celebrated instead of made fun of. And like the cool kids in the movie care about his his weird show, you know, like they're not mm-hmm. like look at this freak. I don't Alexa know. Alexa Demi like, from Euphoria cares which, about his weird exactly. Show. Who I want to talk about for real um, <laughs> later on. We will get there because I I do love her. And okay, we'll I was actually there. I was so st- I forgot that she was in this movie like a hundred percent. And I don't even watch Euphoria. What I know her most from is the A twenty four podcast where her and yeah. Nathan Fielder talk to each other, and that made me like her a lot because I was like, oh, she's like not she's, anything other than just like like a, she seems really cool. Like just she, in general. no, she seems like so cool and talented, and I it makes me bummed that she's 
well, not bummed because people still love her, but she's most known for this one character that I just feel like is not, it's like, you know, it's like not how you were introduced to someone. So it it doesn't feel like, like that's not her. That's not who it is. But, but I just love that concept of, I don't know that it really hit me deep of, and not over sugar, not even like sugar, just saying it so bluntly and not trying to make it a poetic, beautiful sentence, but just, it's very sad. It's very sad. You didn't get to do what was important to you. And that concept of what is important to you being like your lifeline and being your soul and trying to listen to that. And I truly do believe myself that it could be a a TV show. It could be a comic book. It could be one movie. It could be a whole genre of, of something or a medium. It could be a sport. It could be like, any weird thing but that a is bathroom like, in chicago it possibly. could be it literally could be a bathroom and you'd never know like maybe it, it sets mason off to go make a documentary about public restrooms like it could, <laughs> like it could and it leads to this beautiful art like i feel like and it can change i don't believe anything is necessarily permanent but i think when you can identify something in you that is important to you not necessarily you think is important if that makes sense but like it's yes, important yes. to that's a very I like that distinction. It's important to Kyle Mooney that Brigsby Bear lives on, you know, and that's like it. <laughs> it's important to him that it exists and, and he can enjoy it, and other people can enjoy it. And the idea of it not is is ludicrous. And if you ever feel that way about something, you absolutely should should talk about it and f- surround yourself with people who support that idea i think i don't know and i i don't know i i've been really deep into realizing i want to go back to filmmaking like i really i that it i like watching this always makes me go that's important to me that yeah, like yeah. like when they get mm. the shot and and he's like this is fun and yes. he's like and they're just like outside and he's like it's always inside and now we're outside and everyone's laughing and they're like we did it and, and people are gonna like it's it's that part of the process needs to be cherished. Absolutely. Um, it's kind of the only thing that matters, actually. Yes. And and I think being able to watch it without criticism and just letting a movie like that exist is so important to um, so many people. One of the one of the um I wrote down two quotes as well, and I don't even normally do that. Well but I did it this time. Uh, is the big one was, I love making a movie. All you got to do is get your friend friends and then put the pieces together and tell a story. And that's how you make a Brigsby Bear movie. Yes. <laughs> I, that's the scene also that I'm thinking of when they're, when they're outside. Yes. That's what he's like, this is all it is. And that <clears throat> to me is all it should be. And that's why I've, I've been pushed away from kind of pursuing a more industry path because it's not that in the, in the industry. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite <laughs> in, yeah. in so many ways and mm-hmm. i <laughs> i actually in a lot of ways kel i have felt similar i was like what the hell like especially during the like pre-vax days of the pandemic it just didn't even feel like within reach it was mm-hmm. just like this part of life is never going to come back. Like, it's like, why would I spend so much energy and worry about that when I should just focus on other things that feel like more in reach? And now that I'm back in LA and now that things are, you know, trending, maybe not pandemic wise, like ultimately like super, super better in some ways they are. Cause we have the fucking, you know, vaccines and those help mm-hmm. us live our lives to a greater degree. But I'm like, yeah, I actually do want to do that shit. You know, I actually do like, like doing that shit. 
I just don't I just don't like the being on set and getting your ass <laughs> ass kicked right. part of it. That's not that's not what it should be. And I totally agree with you that like I've I've similarly had an awakening of that pretty recently as well. Um and so it's interesting timing to have watched this in my own life. Yeah, I, I hope I hope this movie could remain a go to if you're ever like creatively defeated or things are feeling like meaningless or like what's the point or like it's just a money grabbing bullshit scheme and art is dead because I really that's why I'm like I do have movies that I find incredibly profound and they make me weep and and I I I think they're pure mastery but I do think I would just say this is my favorite like I it's just because it's 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 simpler and I and I want to keep something that's my favorite something that's simple and 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 nice to to come to whenever I desire, but like, I don't know. I think it can also just be a met. Like, I think for, for this character, it was this TV show and for movie lovers and storytellers, this really resonates, but I really think it can be just a metaphor for pursuing what's important to you, not what you think is important. I like that Um, distinction a lot. I like that. I like that (laughs) distinction of pursuing what you think is, wait, sorry, say it one more time. (laughs) <laughs> what's important oh, wait I'm, I'm gonna say it backwards now i think it's what's what's important to you not what you think is important because yeah what's or important in terms to of like, you and not what you think is important yes like because you could think what's maybe and maybe what is important is is being financially secure and right contributing to the world or like contributing this like i don't know like making a difference making your impact but also if something that's important to you is like laughter and joy and storytelling and your friends i don't know you'll feel more like alive existence and alive and and not always because i also do feel like in kind of more grandiose like free like fuck the man (laughs) mentality i've been having recently i do always want to acknowledge that it like life does not always permit the ability to think like that and dream like that and it's a very big luxury and privilege to be able to do that but if you find yourself in the position to be able to like take advantage of it i think mason Hi! Hey! What's going on over there for you? What do you fucking like about this movie? What do you not like about this movie? What's this movie going on for you? So I was thinking a lot about another movie we've covered on this show, which is Gentleman Broncos, a lot during this movie. Mm. Um, which, Cal, have you seen Gentleman Broncos? No, the... but I'm going to put it on my list. Oh! So that's also like kind of a... There's an element of that movie that is like... The main character in Gentleman Broncos is this kid who's writing these sh- these science fiction stories, and then he gets kind of, like, pushed out by his, like, kind of idol, um, and he ends up making, like, his own, like, kind of short films based on these, with other, like, kids in his community. At the same time, this, the idol that kind of scorned him at one point reads his short story and steals it for his own particular gain. Um, Which is fucked I, up. Yes, which is fucked up. I would say that fucked up. If, if you're in a position of power, do not steal other people's material. Use your, you know, influence or whatever to, you know, highlight their own voices. You know, let them speak for themselves. Give them a chance. You know, reach down as you're going up that ladder. Give someone a hand. Um, but in Brigsby Bear, there's not. So the the main difference that I've found between Gentleman Broncos and Brigsby Bear, and it's kind of the thing that. Uh, I'm thinking about a lot with the movie Brixby Bears. There's no like kind of external 
thing. You know, there's yeah. like no external force that's getting in the way of mm. this, which is, you know, it, it's great that you acknowledge that because this is kind of, I think, an, a very idealistic mm-hmm. movie about this sort of how the world could and should look to um, encourage artists and creators and, and things like that. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but there's a lot, when I'm watching this movie, you know, he gets the detective to kind of help him out in this movie. Like it's a movie where, you know, the institutions are doing, you know, institutions should be there to help one out to, um, you know, be like a part of this community and like kind of for all members of the community, basically. Um, And I, it's, it's, very idealistic in that in that manner and i think in a way that gentleman broncos is not and just like kind of sits with me personally however there's a lot of things in brixby bear that i really do love i think this movie looks incredible um the production design uh how it just the the uh the kind of like and i like the production design how they kind of make their own like kind of sideways recognizable earth like especially like all the fake movies in the background i really like that there's not like a, a some kind of recognizable um you know like movie or something it's very much like when they go to see a movie in seinfeld that is so fucking i love that they go to see that fucking movie that is yeah tim with tim heidegger, heidegger is the hockey coach <laughs> Holy yeah, 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 yeah. and there's like a real appreciation for like that kind of like that ritual of going to the movies and like that kind of like silly movie that you would go see with your dad or something you know um i think that this is a movie that's very like kind and generous and loves art um even if and I think that it's also like maybe a more like kind of character centric movie than uh gentleman Broncos necessarily is. I do like this movie, but I kind of had the similar, th- I think I was the opposite of Noah where the first time that I watched this movie, it was on a plane. It was not maybe the ideal scenario, but it just kind of um, my review on letterbox, which is really snide was um, it was like something like what if uh, uh, the movie Frank, the Michael uh, Fassbender, Michael Fassbender movie where he has a, where he has a big old head. Um, let me pull it up here. The Frank of Teddy Rock's pin movies. <laughs> uh, that's me, that's me um, listening to you read that review from like five years yeah, ago. Yeah, and I think I kind of, um, I, I think I ended up liking it a little bit more watching it this time. I did find a lot more to appreciate it than, than I did the first time. Um, but... Um, yeah, I, I think that the, the message and the kind of the, the kind of soul of this movie is in the right place at the end of it all, you know, and it's also really, really, really funny. I, it, I got a couple uh, it got a couple giggles out of me. I think Kyle Mooney's really, really incredible in this. And I think that the entire cast is, is great. Just such a stacked fucking cast. Um, yeah, what the hell is Claire more... Danes doing in this movie? Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking. Nuts. What the hell is Mark Hamill doing yeah. in this movie? The same year that a freaking Star Wars movie was coming out, dude. We Mark Hamill is so good in this. He's, He's excellent so good. in this movie, yeah. and he yeah. needs to be doing non like IP related shit. He just needs to be in like adult dramas. <laughs> He's yeah. so good, and mm-hmm. I'll say it. Luke Skywalker, one of the most famous characters of all time. But you know who I, you know who I love in the Mark Hamill litany of characters is my man Joker. He is who <laughs> I think of when I think of Joker because really? he provided, well, he provided the voice for Joker oh. for a long time. 
uh, the, the animated, animated series, yeah. Animated series, That's and then amazing. even in like the video games and stuff, which were huge for me when I was in like late middle school, early high school. So he is actually my favorite Joker. <laughs> if we're being if we're being real about it, um, I think he was great in this. He's not on screen for like. You know, he's probably on screen for like 25 minutes at most, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the entire runtime. That's still almost a third of the movie because the movie's only seven minutes long. Well, I was going to say thing. that I was going to say, I, I think that is such a, a great element of it, too, in terms <laughs> of its simplicity. Yes. It's, it's, just, it's paced so well. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's paced so well. I think it and I think I think it's like idealism is really important to like call out and acknowledge um, and in terms of if you were to like derive literal um, meaning or take like direct direct inspiration or pursuit from it, I it could be dangerous because you're right in the real world there are an incredible amount of obstacles and outside factors that don't make this type of world entirely possible. But I think one of the reasons I also like it is the. <laughs> Like remembering you are watching a movie. You are watching a 90 right. minute movie. Like, and like, I don't know. There have been some movies I've found where, um, this is a weird comparison, but I, um, and I'm trying not to tangent, but so I'm going to say it, but let's move on quick. But the end of like Florida project being really, um, polarizing, but I loved it. Cause I was like, yeah, I am watching a mm. movie. I don't know. Like I was like, I think this is, I think it's so cool to do that. And I, sometimes I really don't want it. And sometimes I do. And maybe it depends on the mood I'm in. And this could also in a year, not be my favorite movie but at this point <laughs> in my life sure i just think it's um yeah i think it's i think it's beautiful and nice to 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 dream that it could be possible because sometimes i have done that like sometimes i have made just grabbed my my roommate and i have gotten together one camera gone around and made a movie in a day and like i'll remember that for the rest of my life like even if the movie yeah. doesn't live on that gave me a memory for life and i don't know i think it, taking small bits of wisdom from it is great I, I, I think and it could have it could have added obstacles and become like a two hour long movie, but it didn't. And you just it was like same with the album. It was like cool, nope. thank you, bye. <laughs> the, <laughs> I'm gonna go now. <laughs> the the thing that kind of makes this movie what it is and why you're resonating with it so much, Kel, mm-hmm. is also at the on the flip side the reason why someone might just be like, who cares? Like at the same time, just that sort of just like we are, you know, we're gonna let this guy exist in this world of this movie mm-hmm. where he just gets to do exactly <laughs> what he's going to do. And yeah. there is something beautiful yeah. and charming and like nice about that. Yeah. But this time, and that was what really grabbed me the initial time in the theaters. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then this time watching it, having been removed from it for, you know, four years, four and a half years or whatever it is, I was noticing like, yep, they really are just letting him do exactly what he wants to do. But you don't get the charmingness of what the movie ultimately can be without making that concession slash creative decision of this is what this movie is going to be and mm-hmm. it's going to have trap doors somewhere for some mm-hmm. people if that's what this movie mm-hmm. is. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think that's what it is, you know? That's just what the, no, you're, 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 you're absolutely right. No, I do just want to stress that like I, I was kind of, you know, even though I was comparing those two movies, like I, I, I like this movie on its own merits. You know, mm-hmm. like I like that this is maybe a more like kind of character focused movie. Um, and I like that it does take James's, the Kyle Mooney characters like um, kind of journey, uh, you know, seriously, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I like that it, um, I, I just kind of like how it, it treats him on that level, even though there is like the kind of, I guess, super, super ego or whatever the fuck over it being like, <laughs> 
but don't forget. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that it doesn't flip flop on on what it is, though. I feel like, you know, totally. I mean, like it yes. could throw in one yeah, yeah, yeah. obstacle of like, oh, but we don't have the money or where are we going to screen it? Or like <laughs> this person said no or like. Oh, and, and, and every little bit of it is like not necessary. I don't know. It's not realistic and it's entirely what's real. So I think yeah. I, I like that. And I think also comparing in terms of the validation of, of someone's dreams and kind of thinking about watching, listening to this, tw- this 12 year old kid I've been teaching recently, seeing his eyes light up about this world and then hearing him in the midst of describing what, <laughs> what any adult could see being like a 30 year endeavor that is like maybe not possible it's beautiful to see him create this world. And then he goes, yeah, but I mean, realistically we, we'd have to get investors and like, there's money. And I'm like, I was like, I was like, dude, like worry about that later. Like dream now Absolutely. before you can't anymore. Mm. <laughs> and like, and I just think also, uh, I, I'm, a uh, in terms of the, the love of the process, I think I would also say this movie captures is through working also tying back to my job currently at the comedy theater, a big thing that's, been kind of changing goals of what I want to do with my life is I watch every night comics who come in sell out a venue everyone leaves happy and laughing they're by many people's standards living their dream probably by their own standards living their dream and then they but then they Mm -hmm. walk out with their head down and they say they bombed and they're like "Mm, I could have been better it was not good it was you know and I'm like I see that and it makes me go do I want to go down this path of like full pursuit to never be satisfied? And if you can't stop and be proud of yourself or stop and enjoy what you're doing, like nothing will feel yeah. worth it or, f- yeah. or fulfilling. And so I think keeping these little things in mind to remember the process of making a movie, the process of falling in love with someone, the process of moving on from someone like I, of any of any endeavor, regardless just, of its creative just or not. going through your going through your life, just it's, it is really important just to remind yourself to stop every now and then, and just like kind of sit and exist, like that's yeah. you know, yeah, um, yeah. And my one last, um, my other, my second quote. You want to know what I wrote down? Of course, from my one Please. Of two. It was just, "You're my friend," <laughs> and it was Aww. just. It was the real, the look on Kyle Mooney's face when you see his friend validating that what he thinks is cool is also cool. Yes. And saying like, that's friendship and the pure bliss. And I'm sure you two, you two maybe like in the beginning stages of making this podcast must have felt a feeling like that. And hope I hope you still do have this idea of like, we, we want to make this thing. We want to do this. And we both think this is cool. And like, look at how much beauty you two have like created <laughs> from this from just a, a simple basic agreement of we think this thing is cool and that's what he mm-hmm. did with his friends that's how all of all of the our most favorite shit gets made absolutely <laughs> and when you find yeah. that it's beautiful and and i i noticed more upon this viewing a small the small acting thing in kyle mooney's face where you could i, I could actively go through this movie and place a ding Every time I see him make a decision without saying anything that the decision being like, you don't know me and I'm not giving you my time because you don't see it. It's like the smallest thing of the mom mispronouncing the series or the dad asking him to take a break or like certain things that are just like, yeah, you can see him say, you don't know me. And it's that basic desire to want to be understood. And the thing you find cool or important someone else too. And when you find it, hold on to it. 
Yeah, as much as this movie is about the process of of making a movie or the process of creating something with friends, it is also about like having that that cool thing that your parents don't understand and yeah. just, like, how nice <laughs> it is when you find people that appreciate it, uh, appreciate it as well. Um, and those parents and are is, not like shitheads by any means either. They're like no, very like Matt loving Walsh nice and Michaela Watkins, which I love. Even though, <laughs> at least Michaela Watkins is about a decade older, only about a decade older than Kyle Mooney. But that yeah. <laughs> dude, Kyle Mooney's thirty-seven years old today. Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. His <laughs> no, I, that's, not, that's not what I meant. Happy I just, birthday, Kyle oh. Mooney. Oh, happy birthday. That's actually what exactly what I meant. Happy birthday, Kyle Mooney. <laughs> no, it's just fucked up to think that he's 37 years old. In my head, he's going to be 25 forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's just going to be one of those guys. Um, but those that parent aspect, you know, of, like, meeting these people for the first time who are actually your parents, basically. But then them, even them being like... Maybe you should maybe you should not do this. <laughs> maybe maybe you should not do this. And then at the end, when they're like loading everything into the garage, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, "Well, there's going to be a surprise." And they yeah. like they don't understand it, but they accept it. You know, yeah. they accept that this is what this guy's shit is. This is what his passion is. This is what he wants his life to be. At least for the you know near future, he wants mm-hmm. to finish this thing. And they don't understand it, but they're all in. They're like, if that is what's going to make you happy. We're behind you. And that is so nice. And that's yeah. so beautiful. And that ties into the, the, the charm of the film, ultimately. Yeah, that just gave me goosebumps hearing you describe it like that. And it just was like, I in that moment, too, that scene, it's, it's oh, my eyes just watered because I'm like, that's love. I don't know. That's just simple love. To mm-hmm. say like, it's just accepting your, someone exactly crap. who they are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I see your crap. And if you like it, I like it, too. That's why sometimes, like, I, one of the things that can, like, tick me off really easily is presenting someone with something that you really love and i don't know it, it's just different because some people i think value maybe like criticism more or something but when you bring something to someone and say that i love this and it's like mm. i don't know like i just think like at, for at least the you don't have to like it but you can acknowledge what it means to someone i think um mm-hmm. and of course subjective depends on the scenario i'm thinking about like one time i shared a song with someone and they were like I couldn't even listen to 10 seconds. And I was like, okay. That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's just me. That's just like stupid and mean. Like, fuck off. Like, I yeah. couldn't even listen to 10 seconds. Really? Maybe, <laughs> maybe you should jump off a cliff. How about that? Do you have time for that? Do you have time to jump off the Grand Canyon maybe yeah. and maybe like go away? That's yeah. mean. That's fucked up. Um, that is mean. I do have like, if, if we're nearing the wrap up time, I do have also like a wrap up thought. Um, I was just I, well, there's a couple just really just small things I wanted to mention real quick totally. that can kind of be podcast, my f- yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, yeah, go that's ahead. fine it's actually fine it's actually fine it's my podcast <laughs> I'm like business. so we can wrap up or not <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's like I gotta get the fuck out of here so maybe get the fuck out wait um, what's that noise wait hold I need to go downstairs for a second wait why how is Kel also in front of my uh, apartment in Chicago and like holding a knife at me yeah. at the same time being on the screen <laughs> That's impressive. And they're holding a sign that says, this is my podcast now? What the fuck? <laughs> and then they have a little button that plays Space Jam really quietly. Yeah. And they're like, will you press the button? And it just goes, everybody get off it's now. <laughs> that would be cool to me. That would be cool to me. Um, mm. When they go into the party, uh, the song I Spy by Kyle featuring Little Yachty is playing. <laughs> And I have a very vivid memory of getting in an Uber. 
flying like after having flown back to Orange County from Portland probably and driving and like getting dropped off back at my like college like living situation and that song just coming on on my phone and being like yeah bitch I'm back so I always have like a strong like love for that song even though it is silly and the chorus just goes I spy with a little line, a little and a cutie I can turn into my wife. It's so nice. It's, it's so honestly funny. good. It's <laughs> honestly good. It and if honestly it makes you is. happy, if it makes you happy, it makes me happy, Noah. Thank you, Kel. <laughs> uh, and then, what's the other thing? Oh, yeah, the beginning is really actually dark. And I actually kind of forgot how yeah. like, dark actually yeah. the beginning it's of the film is. scary. It is scary. And, we and I love, about that's it why I also recommend it. I didn't let my mom watch the trailer because I was like, I was not I I didn't watch the trailer before I saw this for the first time and I'm so glad I didn't because I was expecting a Kyle Mooney, Mooney silly comedy and then I was blown away because I was not anticipating that turn. In a way, it subverted your expectations of what the movie would be. <laughs> some, some might say so. Some might some say. Might say. Mason, those are some of my sort of lingering final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts about this before we get into the wrap up? Um, I think I covered about everything I wanted to say already. That's good. Kel, do you want to say do you want to say your little things now or after once we do the wrap up little I'll say things? I'll say just right now which is just I'm I'm also going to mention oh. um a, a drug if that's oh. okay. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, I see that's fine. A little help here. Um, <laughs> sweat drop, sweat drop. <laughs> um I am I'm proudly sober now, but back in the day Woo-hoo. when I would uh, dabble with some psychedelics and if any future employers listening to this this is a bit um, um <laughs> it's a bit the entire thing is a bit, a bit. Yeah. um but i remember when i like would first go on kind of like a psychedelic journey i would go into it hoping to have like some lesson learned and i would come out of it with like oh i i gotta ch- i gotta do this i gotta do this and I'd have all these lessons and then the more i had done it and in more recent years every single time the lesson quote unquote was just like laugh more. It was just like be with mm. your friends. It was sit and feel and enjoy and like don't seek meaning. Don't seek an answer. Um, feel, you know, and I feel like this movie and the album from earlier, I was trying to think of like some unifying unifying concept for both of them. And it was just like how much enjoyment you can pull without criticism. Because I think criticism is a beautiful skill to work on and it's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I need to do that more in my life, but, uh, uh, I don't know. I feel like the taking the lesson of you don't need an answer. You don't need to prove this is faulty, <laughs> you know, or not possible, but you can laugh and feel and cry and, and smile and go out with your friends. And that's, that's where the most unfiltered part of life lies. If you're lucky enough. Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> I got. I cannot. I don't know what to say to that other than <laughs> that's fucking wild. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kel. Yeah, of course. Brigsby Bears is a 2017 American comedy <laughs> drama film directed by Dave McCary in his directorial debut, starring Kyle Mooney, Mark Hamill, Claire Danes, Matt Walsh, Michaela Watkins, and even Andy Samberg is in there for a second, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film depicts a captive man named James who is rescued from an underground bunker where he is obsessed over a children's TV program titled Brigsby Bear. When he realizes the show was created by the captor, his fascination leads him to finish the storyline himself. There's something also powerful about that 
aspect of it too. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this thing that is actually only known by me, like that's crazy that I that was, was used to control so him too. Like that's yeah. like some of the like really dark comedy in this movie is just when Brigsby Bear is like teaching lesson and goes, remember, curiosity is an is like an <laughs> yeah. unnatural emotion. Yeah, curiosity <laughs> is an unnatural emotion is one of the fuck most fucked up things that's ever been in a movie ever. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's crazy, but it is powerful that he's like, I'm going to end this on my own terms. I do think that is powerful yeah. and cool that yeah. he's like taking ownership of that. The film was inspired by McCary Mooney and Kevin Costello, the co-writers, middle school experiences making short films together with a story stemming from Mooney's fascination with 80s children's shows. Principal photography took place in Utah. Utah. During Mooney and McCary's break from working on SNL in 2016, the film premiered at Sundance on January 23rd, 2017, and was theatrically released by Sony Pictures Classic on July 28th. Okay, so yes, it was summer 2017 when I saw it. Mooney was fascinated by children's television shows in the 80s, which he felt combined, quote, happy-go-lucky and positive meets the creepy, weird, and psychedelic. (laughs) He and McCary both singled out Prayer Bear as a primary inspiration. Mooney collects VHS tapes from garage sales, which has also fueled the film's aesthetics. Nora would never normally recommend a clip from Jimmy Fallon of all places, but I think Kyle Mooney does go on. It's one of the night night talk shows, but I think it's Fallon, and he like shows his actual like personal VHSs from his collection, and it's cool. You know, it's it's interesting to actually be like, oh shit, this is like real stuff that like exists out in the world, and he's like fascinated by it. Uh, Their positions at SNL allowed them to cast their film with big names such as Mark Hamill, who plays Ted, the main villain. McCary likened Ted's character to a depraved Jim Henson, teaching weird lessons about the world in a loving way, quote-unquote. He noted that he and Costello both grew up in strict Christian households, which colored the way they depicted his character. Following the premiere at Sundance Films Festival 2017 at the Eccles Theater during the Q&A, the cast were asked what attracted them to the project. Mark Hamill talked about how much he liked the script and the originality of everything, but also joked, quote, I actually had lines. You know, that's always a bonus for me. This is in <laughs> reference to the fact that all of his lines were cut out of The Force Awakens. Uh-oh! Oh. Scary! Uh, the tape that Beck Bennett's character takes out and watches is actually a VHS of Shirley Temple's film, Little Miss Broadway, from 1938. That is all the fast facts I have. Kel, who, what, which, or when is your Mercedes Valuable Player and do you recommend Briggsby Bear? <laughs> um, oh, I should have been thinking about <laughs> an MVP. Well, one, I just want to say, like, props to... I genuinely wanted to watch a full... I wanted to watch the movie they made in the end, which I feel like is a sign yeah. of, like, you sure. know, like true yeah, accomplishment. Yeah. Like, when I was at the theater, I was like... I wish that was I wish that was, I wish that was me. Well, just well, I was like release it because I'm like this this I love that concept of like mixing positivity with like darkness and and yes and weird creatures and things like that. But I also think I just want to sh- like I guess just I know it's like the most okay side side shout out Alexa uh, Demi and that just because she was so great and <laughs> uh, but and have you seen her in Waves? We'll talk about yes, it later. Yes, I have. As Waves, I've not seen Waves. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I've seen Waves. Yes, Buy I've seven waves. boxes of tissues before you watch Waves, but watch it. Um, but um, I'm just, I, I know it's so direct and on the nose, but I would give give it to Kyle Mooney for his authenticity with you can tell he cares about what he's making. And I think that always makes for better art. And I love that, like, his next project after this was making this, you know, like oh, new, the Saturday morning All-Stars thing. Yeah, like a cartoon Saturday morning show. And I feel like you can track the the alignment of 
of what he finds beautiful in the world. Um, and it really translates for me. And I'm just like grateful to him that this exists. Do you recommend it? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I would, but I would recommend it with an open heart and then like doing something right after. (laughs) I like that. I need it behind (laughs) that. Like, like Uh, don't try to just feel it. Don't try to analyze it too much. I'm also going to give my Mercedes valuable player to Kyle Mooney. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Whoa. Uh, And for a lot of the same reasons you did, I think this movie works as well as it does because of him and just because of the everything that he brings and everything that he's trying to do along with the Kevin Costello and Dave McCary, sort of the three, the trio, the creative trio leading this thing. Um, and then just also that sense of joy of creating, you know, mm-hmm. which it's, it's an interesting thing to try and convey in a movie, you know, the joy of creating and the sense of like Jubilee that comes with like doing something you love with your friends. Mm-hmm. But really, another core belief is if you are doing what you love and can do those things with people that you love and care about, it that's all that matters at the end of yeah. the day. And so that's those I'll give my co Mercedes Valuable player to those things. And I'm going to recommend this one as well. Like I said, I didn't like it as much the first time, but I think it's because I sort of knew what to expect. Whereas I didn't know what to expect that first time. And the first time mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is so, this is so good. So <laughs> take that for what you will. But yes, I recommend that everyone check out uh, Briggs Bear at some point in their life. Mason, what do you think? I'm also going to give my Mercedes Valuable player to Kyle Mooney. That's Whoa! what I'm fucking talking about. Three for three. I think it's kind of hard to, to, to see this movie as anything but like his kind of project. You know, he wrote it. Um, no disrespect to Dave McCrary or any of the other kind of key creatives in this movie. Um, but it does just feel like a, um, uh, it, it's, it feels like a, an expression of what's in Kyle Mooney's soul and shouts out to that. Also going to recommend this one. Um, uh, just because it's at at the at the end of the viewing, at the end of watching it, I felt like it was it's still a valuable valuable watch. I liked it a lot. Um, that's that's it. I think it's a really sweet movie with a with its heart and soul in the right place. I forgot to give two Zvons, two important Zvons. One I mentioned. Are you already. kidding me? I am not kidding you. This is real. Uh, this is actually really fucking real. Where uh, are the other drugs going? Where are the drugs going, Batman? Haha. Ha. Okay, please. Where stop. are the Zvons going? Where are the Zvons going? They're going right here. Haha. Ha. Okay, thanks. Please let me go. And even though I'm gonna fall off the building, please let me go. Uh, Mark Hamill doing non-Star Wars stuff and non-IP related stuff. Let the man actually act. Let the man spread his wings. He's really good in this. And Kate Lynn Scheel, who plays yes! Whitney slash Ariel Smiles in the movie, is oh, great. Yes. So, I'm so glad you mentioned her. She's one of my favorite actresses. I love oh. watching her. I just got goosebumps again. Goosebump oh alert. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to give some Z-Bonds to those folks. And that is the show, Almost. I mentioned to you guys beforehand that there was a surprise at the end of the <gasps> right. show. And it is time to do that surprise. This is Noah's surprise. This is Noah's little itty bitty yummy gummy surprise. What's the number one movie in America right now? Jackass Forever, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I know that we all love, we all had a great time at Jackass Forever. Yes. Oh. And we did this about mm-hmm. two weeks ago with our friend Haley B. Shout out to Haley B. But hello, my name is Noah Marger. And this is 60 seconds of talking about Jackass Forever at the end of the show. Timer starts now. Okay, Johnny Knoxville is the hottest man in America. (laughs) I might have to agree with you on that, actually. (laughs) 
to be honest with you. looking really good. Silver Fox, Johnny Knoxville, I think is actually more attractive than young Johnny Knoxville. So good. It was awesome seeing uh, Steve-O and Machine Gun Kelly get knocked into the pool. Yep. I thought that uh, it was cool to see a condor <laughs> going through Wee Man. Was that a condor? I think it's a vulture, right? Or a vulture. What? Sure, sure, sure. A bird of prey. A big bird of prey. Um, I, I, I cannot... thought it was really... Oh, oh you go. Oh, I was just going to say, I can't <laughs> stop. I literally can't stop thinking about Dave England pegging Aaron on the balls with the pogo stick. Yeah. That has... I can't stop thinking... That is so insane to me that that happened. Yeah. Yes. I'm thinking about uh, Dick Paddleball. I thought. <laughs> oh yeah, Chris Pontius. That, yeah. that did not. I can't stop thinking about. It. I just don't get the the science. I don't get. I don't get. How <laughs> it it's shouldn't possible. work. It shouldn't I work. Yeah. I feel like something if, fucked up with that. If I Five, had that, if I had that, me and my buddies would do four, this all the time. Three, two, <laughs> I love one. you, Jackass. Thank you. That was <laughs> talking about Jackass for sixty seconds. And then we all laugh because we all just went through a lot of pain. Ha, 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 ha. We're all laughing because we just did a jackass stunt. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. And then we're all actually a little bit mad that we had to get we had to go through so much pain. So we're like, uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're all a little tired. So we're like, uh, we're old. My, my favorite jackass tweet I said was, um, was uh, I know some of you guys might not like, like jackass, but it's okay because there's a girl now. That's true. There's a girl jackass now. So you actually can tell people you like it now because there's a girl. There's actually a girl jackass. So it's it's actually she was awesome too. Yeah, like I'm. I hope they were more. I thought they were. I'm. I'm adding on ten seconds for myself. I thought it was so clever of them to integrate um, uh, a new a new crew, but still giving us exactly Mm. what we wanted. And it was the perfect move. They made us think we made the decision to like the new people. Whoa. Hmm. You know what I mean? It was it was controlled. It was calculated. But I love poopies, and I can't <laughs> wait for poopies Zach movie. is so cool. Yeah, Zach, Zach is so poopies. cool. Oh that my god! Awesome. Yeah. All right, we're breaking our own rules thought. here. So yeah. we gotta, <laughs> <laughs> it's your yeah. podcast. We can. There's no rules. There's rules, and I'm setting them. And I love rules. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I'm setting the rules. Fair Kel, enough. thank you so much for giving us some of your time on this Sunday afternoon slash late morning. We did an AM record, and this one didn't feel nearly as fucked up as the last AM record that we nope. did. So that's an improvement for me, at least. Um, but I want to thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Thank you for bringing on some of your faves. This is the part of the show that you came to do. This is the plug <laughs> section of the show. Oh. So if you want to plug anything, the floor is yours. Plug away. Um, I guess if I have something to plug, I, I, I'm in a sketch group with my buddies Haley and Avery. We're called Babe Motel. We post post stuff online, trying to do some in person shows, um, but I guess I don't know. Just plug like, uh, take care of yourself. <laughs> it's a great plug. How about that? Great <laughs> plug. Take care of yourself and uh, uh, appreciate outside today. Appreciate outside. Today. Appreciate outside today. Absolutely. I'm gonna do way some way worse plugs than that. I'm about to do some just vile <laughs> plugs, but I have to do them. It's part of the show. It's the rules. Uh, you can send us an email. Everybody wants to the number two. Get on the list at gmail.com. If it is bad, you are banned from the show. If it is good, congratulations. It will probably be read on the show. That's very cool for you. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at it's on the list pod on Twitter at it's on underscore the list on Instagram. You can follow me on there as well at Noah Marger and at Noah.Marger on Instagram. Uh, you can also just type in the Joker of Los Angeles and you will probably get my stupid fucking Twitter account. Uh, you can also follow me on Letterboxd, Moa Narger. Listen to my other podcast, which is currently on hiatus, my favorite podcast, the podcast about people's favorite things. Kel has been on the show two times, 
The first time was an early, early ep, episode <laughs> seven, which is actually, to be honest with you, is one of my favorite episodes of the show, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, and we talked about Shel Silverstein and then episode 54, where we talked about Hot Wheels. <laughs> that is available wherever you get your podcasts. That's all I got in terms of plugs. Mason, bring us home. You can find me on the Barna podcast about the shield on Instagram at hot dog on Twitter. Also at hot dog even though it is uh, protected at the moment. Yes. Um, yes. The perfect time to get in there. <laughs> it, you can buy, uh, you can spread the manifesto. All beer should be $1 by buying a t-shirt or sticker. Noah's got the sticker right there. Uh, that is in the store that is linked on my Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on letterboxd under my name. You can find me coming out of uh, Chicago hibernation. Today it is 18 degrees out. Holy shit. Oh, my God. It was 40 degrees not too long ago. It's going to be 50 degrees in the middle of the week here, and it's going to be cold again, which is just what you got to put up with living in the greatest city on the planet of Earth, which is Chicago, where you can find me uh, hanging out, doing his best to walk around, and uh, say hi if you see me. So, folks, to end the show like we do every week, Tell someone you love them this week. Do something that you love this week. And we will see you all next week. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Ich bin nicht